are going to talk about how we love people well. Welcome to Made for This Podcast. Thanks to Pine Cove Summer Camps for supporting Made for This. Pine Cove is a Christ-centered, life-changing investment in your child's future through a week of outdoor adventure and fun with a purpose. Check out pinecove.com. Use the code Jenny250 for $250 off a first-time overnight youth camp registration. And now, here's Jenny. Romans 12, 9 through 10 says this, Let love be genuine. Abhor what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. In fact, it says this, outdo one another in showing honor. We're going to talk about love, guys. We're going to talk about outdoing one another and showing honor to others today. And I'm really excited about that because I actually don't see a lot of that right now in the world. Now, I see it in my personal life, but maybe I just don't see it out on the internet and out in the news. I definitely hear a lot more of the opposite. And yet I know just like in my personal life where I have seen so many friends honor me and love me and support me today even, in this day, I have had two or three people check on me because I'm editing right now and I'm neck deep and I'm alone a lot and they're worried about me and they're praying for me and I've watched them outdo themselves and just checking on me and showing me that I am valuable to them. So I've seen that even today in my own life. And and I expect that even though we don't see it in the world at large reported every day, I expect that many of you see that in your own lives as well, that you have been and, and your friends have been outdoing one another and loving each other and taking care of each other. I expect that's true. However, we can get so discouraged and beat down by the darkness in the world and the hate in the world and the division in the world that we can forget that this is the most qualifying and unique feature about us as believers to the world, right? It doesn't qualify us to God. His blood covers our sin, but it qualifies our faith to the world because he says they will know you by what? They will know you by your love for one another. That's what Jesus said we will be known by, that that will cause others to see our faith how we love. And in greater form in the church, we do need to work on this. So let's talk about first, I'm going to read something out of C.S. Lewis. His book is actually a fantastic book. It's one of my favorites on relationships. It's called The Four Loves. And he talks about different types of relationships and, and what they're supposed to do. And he says this, it's one of my favorite quotes. I actually just put it in the book that's going to come out called Find Your People. It'll come out early in 2022, but I bet you money it's in another book I've written too because I just constantly come back to this quote as our call to love. So it says this, to love at all is to be vulnerable. Love anything and your heart will be wrung and possibly broken. If you want to make sure of keeping intact, you must give it to no one, not even an animal. Wrap it carefully around your hobbies and your little luxuries. Avoid all entanglements. Lock it up safe in the casket or coffin of your selfishness. But in that casket, Safe, dark, motionless, airless, it will change. It will not be broken. It will become unbreakable, impenetrable, irredeemable. To love is to be vulnerable. And guys, this is the work of our lives. Those of us that are believers, to love people is the work of our lives. People disappoint us. I disappoint them. You disappoint them. And God never disappoints us. Those three truths that we will disappoint people, 
that they will disappoint us and that God never disappoints us is why we can love radically. If we believe those three things, that that everybody sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, you too, that you have too, and that God is faithful and enduring and steadfast and will never disappoint you. Those, those truths held in tandem cause us great freedom because now I can go into relationships and be disappointed by people and it not ruin everything about my day. I'm not even surprised. Guys, in the last few weeks since If Gathering, you cannot believe the difficulty that has has surrounded our lives, specifically relationally with people, whether it's family members or friends. There have been just conversations that we've had to be in that are difficult and I'm tired and I need to rest and I don't need to be in these hard conversations. However, they don't surprise me. And however, I'm not overly discouraged by them. I can have a really hard conversation with somebody, come home for dinner and have a great night because I'm not putting all my hope in these relational baskets that that will disappoint me. I have perspective that my dependency is not on all of these relationships working outright. Now, as much as it is possible with me, I'm going to live at peace with all men because that's what scripture calls me to do. But I'm not going to let it consume me when that's not possible. I'm just going to not. I'm not going to be all worked up. And I would say there are some of you right now that that hear me say that and you think I'm lying because it's so unforeseeable for you to live that way. You cannot possibly imagine saying what I just said about that freedom of being in a difficult conflict with someone and coming home and making dinner and being just fine. And I would say to you that, you know, the words that come to mind for that from Galatians, it's, am I still trying to please men? If I were trying to please men, I would not be trying to please God, that you can't do both. So I would go to work in that. You know, I have a great book on that, Nothing to Prove. It is about the death of my people pleasing. It is about the war of fighting that idol down and leaving that at a grave because I just could not carry it anymore. It is an exhausting thing to try to be right with everybody. But it is a really fun thing to accept that you won't be right with everybody and you're doing the best you can with that. You're trying to confess sin. You're trying to work out conflict. You're not avoiding it. You are aware of your own sin and and quick to apologize and, and make right. But after that, after you've done what you can to make it right and to bring resolution, yeah, it's like, well, that that's just, I've done what I can and I'm here and I hope they'll want to be restored. But there is a peace that comes when you've done everything you can to live at peace with men and and it's just not possible. But you love them anyway. You love them anyway. Even though they disappoint you. Even though they hurt you. You love them anyway. Now, I'm not saying you stay in toxic, evil relationships for years and years and years. You set boundaries and, and we've got other episodes on that. Go back to the whole relationship series. But we can radically love because we've been radically loved by God. And because we have been offensive to God and we have sinned against God and he has loved us anyway, it causes us to live a life where people can offend us and hurt us and we can love them anyway, not out of our own strength, but out of this love that God's given us that we've trusted in and that we've experienced. Scripture says the person that's been forgiven much forgives much. And I just find that so true and hopeful that when I'm in touch with my own sin, when I'm in touch with my own brokenness, when I'm assuming, you know what, I probably screwed that up. I was probably the one that was wrong in that. When I when I live that way, I'm very rarely offended by other people. I usually, it's not that I'm self, you know, completely self-deprecating all the time, but I kind of am. I'm just kind of expecting myself to, to let people down and I am quick to apologize and I'm quick to, to let minor offenses go and assume the best about people because I don't want to live better than people. I don't want to live with a chip on my shoulder. It's a really exhausting thing to carry a chip on your shoulder. 
Brittany and I are so excited that we get another chance to tell you guys about Pine Cove Summer Camps. About 10 years ago, I got the chance to be a summer camp counselor at Pine Cove at their high school camp. So when I tell you that it is a life-changing investment in your kid's future, I mean it. Not only is Pine Cove one of the most fun places on planet Earth, but your child will hear the gospel and see it lived out all around them. I remember when I was there that some of the other college counselors and staff that I worked with were just some of the most amazing heroes of the faith that you could ask for to be with your child. Pine Cove offers a safe place of belonging, acceptance, community, adventure. Even if your kid is a little bit shy or has some personal fears that they need to overcome, they will feel accepted and have community and get this solid shared foundation of gospel truth. So what more could you ask for as a parent? We cannot wait for you to check out pinecove.com. Use the code Jenny250 for $250 off a first time overnight youth camp registration. And Pine Cove awards over $1.5 million every year in financial assistance. So if you're interested in that, you can go and find their applications on their website. And now back to Jenny. So here's a few questions that I got from you guys. In fact, it's a question, this question specifically is one we get all the time from you guys. How do we actually love people that are hard to love, a family member or a friend? And, and that's what I want to talk about because we're coming off of COVID and a lot of you are, you know, seeing your family for the first time because they finally, you know, got a vaccine or or had it and you can, you know, hug their neck and see them again. And we're coming off of long distance from a lot of people we love. And and what does it look like to love the people that are hard to love? And what I would say is it looks like intentionally wanting to show them God. I think about one of our friends in our small group that have a really difficult relationship with a family member. And I watch them all the time make choices to love that family member in ways that are costly and difficult. And when you ask them the motivation for that, they would say that they want that person to see God in their lives. And and it is a great motivation because ultimately nobody can show God to our family members and to our friends and neighbors better than the people that live closest to them. And so, yes, that is a powerful motivating force in our lives is that that we love because we were loved. We love because God first loved us, but we also love to show the the love of God. He reconciled us to himself, Corinthians says. And so therefore we become reconcilers. We take that love to people that need it. And there's a lot of hurting people that need that love right now, that need that radical, unconditional love. So let me just give you an example of what that could look like in your life. And it's a funny example. I don't know if you'll relate to it, but it'll at least be something that you'll relate to how I felt in the midst of it. So there was somebody that was gossiping about me and I hear about it somebody they gossiped to told me about it. And they told me what they said. And that same time frame, they asked me to do something publicly nice for them to to endorse something or to celebrate something for them. And I was like, well, that's interesting. I the timing was was really close together. So I was hurt. I mean, I was hurt that they didn't respect me enough to come straight to me. I was hurt that they felt the freedom to disparage my name in a way that I felt like was unfair. And so, yeah, I didn't, nothing in me wanted to celebrate that person. And yet I did it. I did it, you guys. And, and I, I said the nice things and I put it online and I, and I, I like this person and that this person has great things to say, you know, they sinned against me, but they are not, they, they're great content creator. 
So I did it. I sit, I put it up there and I celebrated that person. And that person still, if they were listening to this, they probably would not know that that, that I heard about it. So, you know, everybody that is listening that it could be you, <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't know. We all tend to say things we shouldn't. So there's tons of grace for that. I've done it too. But I, I think what it did in me was it kind of freed me from that unforgiveness. It was in actively loving that person, publicly loving and praising that person. It took away some of the hate in my heart. And I would say for you, it may not be online. It might be taking them a casserole. But sometimes it's just let's intentionally bless the people that are cursing us because that is biblical. When you are cursed, you, you give blessing. And when someone hits you on the cheek, you turn the other cheek. This is the way of the Christian. It is so radical. It is so unthinkable that we would sign up for you know more hurt and we would bless people that that hurt us but it is part of what shows the world god in us it is part of what jesus meant when he said the world will know you by your love for each other it's it's a backwards love it's not one that makes sense it's not one from first grade where somebody hurts you and and talks about you and then you go and hurt them right back and they hurt you back in a bigger way you know and it just keeps going we we grow up and we mature and we we choose love and it is not an easy thing to choose. And that's part of what makes it obvious that we are working from a different source, that we are working from a different worldview and paradigm. And that requires loving people without expecting anything in return. And that's really a hard way to live. And some of you are feeling like a victim because you have given and given and given and you've not gotten anything in return. And again, there are times for boundaries. There are times where relationships turn so toxic that you really do need to set up, you know, healthy ways to interact with people and to, to guard yourself because we are still human and, and we have limitations. However, in general, the way that we love is if it's from God, then we can give it without end and we can give it freely without expecting anything in return. Most of the love in life that we give, we don't get anything in return. If you have kids, you know this full well, that that they are not regularly thanking me for raising them. They are looking at me and they're complaining about what they don't have, about what I did, about what I didn't do. And they're not very often going, thank you for you know nursing me and birthing me and tutoring me and carpooling me. They're not saying that. They largely don't say that given you know Christmas presents, like awesome things that they love. They, they don't always say thank you. Any of you that are parents know how this goes. And then any of you too that have, have led anything, <laughs> anything, you know that very few people are going to turn around and go, thank you so much for pouring your guts into that. And thank you so much for doing that work with excellence for my good. You know, you're not going to get a lot of that. In fact, I just have such a heart for pastors right now and those that serve in the church locally because it is such a hard time to lead and it's such a thankless time and everybody's so frustrated with you. And they're so frustrated with what you're doing and what you're not doing and nobody's saying thank you. And, and you're like, I'm not doing this for the money. You know, obviously I'm not doing this for, for my good. I'm doing this for your good. And yet you're getting beat up every single day. So that thankless kind of love is actually regular and common in our lives. And God calls us to it because he knows that that kind of love is going to, over time, cause people to see God in us, that, that we continue to take the hits and we continue to love when we are cursed and we continue to love when we aren't thanked. It's a hard love. I'm not saying this feels good. If anything, the reason I'm giving the sermon is because it doesn't feel good and yet we're called to it 
every day of our lives as believers. Again, go back to Dr. Townsend and listen to our boundaries conversation. Go back to that entire relationship series. If this is a place where you're like, okay, Jenny, 15, 20 minutes, that wasn't enough. Well, we've done a whole season on this. So go back to it. And I hope it encourages you in your relationships. Not to mention, guys, I am working on a book for it. So Find Your People will come out in 2022. It is not up for sale anywhere. You can't go get it anywhere. But you can subscribe to my email list. And that's at Jenny Allen, J-E-N-N-I-E. Allen, A-L-L-E-N.com because we're going to do early readers. So some of you are going to get to read a copy of the book in the next few months. And we're going to send that out through our email list. So if you want an early copy of that book, we'll send that out in a couple months, guys. So go sign up right now, JennyAllen.com. Join our email list. Uh, There's lots of ways to do that. You can download a free guide. That's joining our email list. We've got a bunch of them or just put it in the email subscription box on our site grateful for you guys. Thankful you're part of this community. This is not easy stuff we're talking about, but it matters. And I believe we're coming out of COVID ready to take on the world. Let's go do it.